Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest, episode 108, coming hot on the plate your way today. I don't know what fucking day it's going to be. Uh, I have no idea when this is coming out. I'm thinking maybe Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to be your host today, Tyler Vitato, and with me today is two beautiful new people. I'm going to play Any Mini Miny Mo with one of the two Any Mini Miny Mo. Okay, we got hockey. Hockey, how you doing, Bob? I am doing great, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing great, but how about you, Hockey? How about me? Oh, well, let's just say that I've moved into a new place mm. and got new roommates. It is a, it's a big change. Uh, I left uh, my job in the Navy, so kind of just getting used to the civilian life again. It looks like you're in a little white box, almost like a, this may be me, like an insane asylum. Where's the padding? <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a very small room, but it does its job quite well, so I can't really complain. Okay, okay, okay. And and the other corner is our beloved barbering violinist, but we shall call him Thomas. Thomas, how are you doing, boss? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing, Ty? I'm doing great, but how about you? <laughs> I am absolutely. I'm gonna keep fit. that joke up, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm down for it. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, work has been busy, but fantastic. Starting a new job and uh, just keeping up with life now. Uh, getting a normal routine. Uh, so are you allowed to talk about the job or is that like something you got to like an NDA with? Hitman, <laughs> government job. Shh. <laughs> Amazon doesn't want you to speak of them. No. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, dark words. Very secret, very secret. So <laughs> you got a new job. Hockey, you got a new house. And I, is, you know, speaking of new, I got a new sweet pair of shoes. Uh, now, they say, and I, I must have not read all the criteria. Apparently, being a father, like one of the criteria is having a pair of New Balance shoes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a pair of New Balance shoes. But I didn't know I was going to get gatekeeped by fellow fathers because the new balance shoes i got were blue and apparently according to the legal contracting they have to be a nice plain white now what the fuck is up with that does that Comment. make me a daddy because i have white <laughs> new balance shoes oh baby i already know you're dead oh <laughs> uh, new balance shoes. You are you talking just for general purpose wear or like specifically for running uh oh <laughs> <laughs> What am I running? Do you see me, Thomas? What am I running from? A slow monster? <laughs> I mean, you're going to be chasing your child around the place sometime. That's very true, and that's why I'm going to be getting a Nerf gun. <laughs> going to try to pack him right at the back of the knee. Oh, no. Teach him to be a true Skyrim adventurer. Right, right. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm also getting a... I'm 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 getting it should be in the mail sometime this uh this upcoming month or two. I'm getting a baby. I'm having a child. Congratulations. I hope it doesn't come through Thomas's Amazon. No. No, I I want this baby intact actually, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, oh. I package my package very delicately, thank you. Oh, I bet you like it nice and tight, don't you, you sick little man. Ooh, ooh no. <laughs> so Hockey, you got a new house. Is it just you over in the place, or what's going on there? Uh, I have a roommate with me who I've known, I think, about maybe a few months after I moved into Sydney. I met them, and yeah, we just decided to get uh, just room together, which is a godsend, because it's a lot cheaper than I would normally be paying, thank God. 
I love I love having roommates. Like I have not lived it. by myself since I was born. <laughs> not once <laughs> have I lived in a, a place by myself. <laughs> it's it, like the idea of living by myself is fucking bizarre. So you saying you have a roommate? Totally understand. Yeah, yeah I tried the living by myself thing. It's a uh, it's quite boring. I mean, unless you argue that when I was like over the road as a truck driver and I was like sleeping in my truck by myself, I guess you could count that as living by yourself, but you know, five days out of the week or something like that. But I I don't think so. I definitely miss having roommates. I haven't had roommates in over two years. So yeah, I'm the opposite vote. So Thomas, does that mean you've been by yourself all this time? And not that I'm not trying to take a shot at you or anything like that, you know, so Ronry or anything like that, but you always seem like the, I was about to say something terrible. Yeah, fuck it. I'll say it anyways. You seem Do like it. the kind of person that lives with your mother all the time. So, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, have not lived with her since 2014. So <laughs> that's a good stretch. Seven years. Yeah, got out of got out for college and have not been back. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So shit. This is Casual Master Quest. It's it's so weird because this is a, a whole new brand spanking group. Uh, I guess sounds me, but I'm like a, a dusty old hooker that uh, got, you know, got beaten off the corner. But here I am always crawling back, trying to shake my own tin can, trying to get some of that snag. Uh, anyways, <laughs> sorry for the audio <laughs> listeners. I, these people are looking for a response at me. And like, I'm looking at them. I was like, what are they going to say? And it's like, there's not, what do Be you the say one to that? say that? Hey, I was the one doing the beating on the street corner, but no. Hell <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back to my corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Hockey, you're probably going to be like the hot topic uh, of the hour. Uh, Well, I mean, you definitely got the hot part covered, but uh, Mm -hmm. actually you're going to be the hot topic of this one, I think, because you've been playing uh, the game that's been out there, you know, the cream of the crop. You've been playing Resident Evil 8. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love it. It is amazing. A lot better than number seven, I would say. How dare Uh, you? (laughs) Hot take. Uh, It's a hot take. It is definitely a hot take because a lot of people would say that the boss fights in seven are better than eight. But for any fan of Resident Evil 4, Re-Village is going to be your game. Definitely. When's if you've never played Resident Evil 4? Such as me, I haven't played a single Resident Evil game before. <laughs> Same here. Well, oh, okay. I played seven. Okay, so if if you are new to the series, some, I of, it, <laughs> some of it's going to be a w- bit weird because it is a direct continuation from Resident Evil 7. So you should probably play seven before playing Village. Otherwise, a lot of story points are not going to make sense at all. But in terms of like getting someone like into the Resident Evil kind of universe. Um, I could say it is accessible, um, difficult at times. So if you're not really used to the kind of horror puzzle type of game, you're going to struggle a bit, I reckon. So but... give me like an idea what I should be expecting here. You play as Ethan Winters, right? The guy that's from Resident Evil 7? That is correct. You play as Ethan Winters. I believe it's set three years after the seventh game. Okay, and... so you're in... What, what... What the fuck is he doing over in a castle over in, like, Scandinavia or some shit? Okay, so I'm assuming you finished Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I, I might have played or beaten it twice, yeah. Yep, so basically what's happened is uh, Chris Redfield has relocated Ethan and Mia so they can look after them 
in the well, that's like, nice of him. You know, I always thought very highly about Chris Redfield. He does the sweetest things, you know? <laughs> oh, just wait till you play the game, then you might change your mind. <laughs> I mean, my opinion might change, you know, 10 minutes in, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he's relocated them, and a series of events happen, and you end up crashed in the middle of the snowy field with uh, all i can say is like the sound of wolves surrounding you and you just keep walking you get this village landscape kind of shown to you and it's quite beautiful but what you're in store for is nothing near beautiful you can expect lichens vampires and as like any resident evil 4 player would know really weird boss mutations that will uh probably gross out most people no yeah probably so <laughs> let, let me get this straight he plays ethan it's three years after uh he's put down the gun maybe you know he, he uh did the do, you know the diddly doodad i believe also with his uh wife and Correct. out came uh this horrible uh, ossifying creature i just made that word off called the baby and you said a series of events which i believe last about 10 minutes and all of a sudden you get helipad dropped into a completely new like can you imagine uh how the player must be looking at ethan like well i guess you were the player looking at ethan where he's like i'm gonna be happy you know things are kind of weird but you know i'm just gonna have a good night and enjoy myself meanwhile you know everybody's like you're in fucking resident evil 8 you're not gonna have a happy good time <laughs> this this is not hold a baby simulator funny you mentioned that because that's the very start of the game is holding a baby simulator yeah but no it goes from zero to a hundred real quick and it's just a hundred from there on out just no rest whatsoever so lady dimitrescu is she as tall as they are all saying or oh <laughs> yes uh to give some retrospective a lot of the other characters heads hit just around her waist including oh. your own are you gonna give her some retrospective if you know what i mean <laughs> i'm saying that you are her she can stomp on me anytime <laughs> and she did quite a few times <laughs> the weird part is uh from what it looks like you know capcom made a big deal showing off uh lady rescue as like uh, the big bad you know it with the whole showcasing that she's, you know, 300 feet tall. I don't know how fucking tall she is. She's like nine foot or some shit like that. Yeah, I believe nine foot, yeah. And it's starting to look like, uh, just from what little I've watched or seen played so far, it doesn't look like she's the super big bad of this whole thing. No, whatsoever. I think they used her because sex sells. Um, what? Wait. <laughs> this is something I had no idea of. But, um, no, uh... The, the way it's split up um or set up is that you got the four kind of smaller bosses and you can get to the last big one and lady d is the very first kind of lady person d. You come up against. Yeah. Wait, can, you, can, can you say the name hockey hockey can you say the name uh i believe it's Demiscu in the game it sounded it had like a french accent saying it so i believe lady it's a denominator <laughs> dummy mommy it's... that's all i know her as <laughs> Demitrescu. <laughs> Demitrescu. It's 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 tough it's so, to say. It's bizarre because when I first saw the uh, saw the name, I thought it was something completely different. And then when Same. I heard it for the first time, it was just fuck. You know what the fuck did you just say? Another character. <laughs> so you you beat it, didn't you, hockey? Or uh, yes, I technically beat it in one's one session. I had like a little bit of, like a two hour break in between 
And then I was like, I'm way too addicted. I have to go back. So I decided just to continue playing it. And I just finished it all in that day. You just dedication. All in one go. It's, it's, it's too addictive. I couldn't put it down. You, you couldn't put what down? The controller or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, let's not get into uh, the graphic details. Yeah, uh, you're right. That's what the Patreon's for. So, <laughs> how many hours do you think you uh, put into the game? Uh, oh, I can give you the exact amount of time from the save file. I believe it was seven hours, 48 minutes. Wait, what? Yeah, s- seven hours, 48 minutes of in-game oh, time. Shorter than I expected. Y- yeah. Uh, like, you know, big old village, big old fucking castle, seven hours and... Did you, like, marathon any of it, or...? Is that a speedrun? Mm, no, this... <laughs> no, this is the thing about Resident Evil games that... Um, you definitely wouldn't know, Thomas, but these games, are, like, you can complete them in an hour and a half, two hours. Every single one, I'm pretty sure. You just look at the hmm. speed runs. They're all really short. So it's like seven hours, 40... Yeah, seven hours, 48 minutes is actually quite long to be spending on it when so, you can complete it in like two hours. So Resident Evil 7 uh, took about maybe nine to nine hours complete on a casual basis. So, and like when I looked it up before, I thought it showed that... Uh, Resident Evil uh, 8 or Resident Evil Village, whatever you want to call it, uh, lasted around that same time. In fact, it, it's suggesting that the main story takes about eight and a half hours, which means, you know, you're above the par and all that stuff. But just the fact that even for speedrunning, it just, I don't know, something, something, <laughs> if, if, if you, you're not wrong about the speedrunning, it's like lower my eyes and looks like the average speedrun so far is two and a half hours for this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine getting a game, $60, expecting a full playthrough, and you can burn through it through two and a half fucking hours? Isn't uh, Resident Evil Village on Steam for 80 right now? Is it? Since since it just came out, I think it's $80 on Steam. No, there's no fucking way. I just looked it up. What the titty fucking Christ? Mm -hmm. That's USD. (laughs) $79.99 on Steam to beat in seven hours, seven and a half hours. Okay, it shows that the Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 7 Complete Bundle is $80. Okay. But just Village is $59.99. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You put the the fear of Christ in me for a second there, (laughs) baby. You better watch out. (laughs) Thought the end was nigh already. I'm like, oh shit, they done up the prices already. The the thing that's going to cause the most time to pass is figuring out the puzzles. Definitely. How do the puzzles compare in this one? Uh... I'm not going to lie, the reason why I stopped um, that break is because I had no idea what to do, and I had to look up. Um, oh, what the no. Fuck <sighs> you, you did the old, oh, man, I'm streaming and I'm stuck. Oh, no, my bowels are stirring. I'm going to go take a two and a half, three minute potty break over here. Ignore me as I grab my phone. <laughs> I was definitely stuck, and like in true fashion, I was like, what are you doing, step walk through? And I had to look through it. Oh man, and, uh, I forgot the wipe, but that's why I'm here so early. Wow, I know exactly where I should be going. Just a random insight suddenly. <laughs> it, it, it turns out I uh, I just was completely ignoring one specific room, and that's where I needed to go. So I was, I was just being an idiot. <laughs> so th- just to uh, give like a quick last touch on Resident Evil 8, BV, you talked about the puzzles and whatnot. It looked like there's a couple of puzzles in the game that seem a bit uh, lackluster. Uh, currently, one of the most infamous ones is the idea of taking a torch and lighting two other torches to 
you know, reveal this elaborate entrance uh, where it's like you see two unlit torches and you see one torch hanging and then just to beat it into the bush, make sure you, you, you know, you don't get stuck in there forever until the end of time. You know, there, there's a little sign in the super, you know, red blood, trust in the light. And it's like, really? That obvious. Like, it's, it's, is there difficulty in the puzzle? There was a puzzle um, I saw someone doing that is essentially it shows sheet music on a piano and you have to push the correct key for the music, but it shows you the exact note you need to push. If you don't get the right note, it still shows you what note you pushed on the piano, but you just move it up or down from that. So, I mean, people who are able to read music would be able to do it super easily. Mm, yeah. That was the one puzzle I couldn't find, and I had to look at the walkthrough to find it. Oh uh, no! You, oop! I exposed you hockey. <laughs> you treble clap, illiterate fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I could do the actual puzzle. I just didn't know where it was. Um, but compared to seven, the puzzles are a lot easier. Because okay. um, all all the puzzles have, at least most of them have a little maybe pluck pluck on a wall or something that says the hint basically and you just gotta figure it out um okay. but like we're not really here for the puzzle so we're there for the the horror and you know it's true yeah the horror yes and for the plot and by that for I, the lady d yeah <laughs> lady bb you can say it, right just make sure i'm not losing it over here <laughs> lady d yes okay uh i see I, I got a lady uh dominatrix but uh, I don't think that's her. I, I looks like I need the full name. I'm getting her mixed up with a bunch of other lady deeds over here. <laughs> lady Dimitrescu is all I've heard. Okay, that was a bit of a, a Sean Connery accent to it, but you know I'll work with you. <laughs> <laughs> so Resident Evil Eight in a nutshell. BB, do you have any uh, intent to buying it or? Probably not until it goes on sale. A few years down the road. So this is not a uh, up in line, ready for you to play right now kind of game. Nope, I am perfectly content watching my friends get scared. <laughs> Honestly, I I think I'm in the same boat. I really enjoy watching other people play it, which is weird because when it comes to a horror game, I'm usually up at the table. You know, it's like mm -hmm. fuck yeah, I need a uh, you know an anal anal hygiene incident over here. Like, you know, let, let me let me just let loose. <laughs> I, need I am not in the same boat. I am normally terrified of horror games. So that in itself, watching Resident Evil, like, I don't feel like I would live if I played through a Resident Evil game. <laughs> I hate Ooh, horror games. I, I oh, don't know. Man. don't know. You've been playing Alien Isolation, and that's a lot worse. Ooh, At least you? in Resident Evil, you can fight back. I attempted a little bit of Alien Isolation. My computer was starting to crap out on me a little bit as I was playing it. But I yeah. have found the settings to fix to give an actual shot at it. I only ran into the alien twice, so it wasn't super terrifying. It's mainly just the constant stress at all times of having the alien around you. Ambience, yes. Ambience yep. and uh, atmospheric. Uh, like, if you get into an area with the alien, the xenomorph in alien isolation enough times and you die to it, it kind of loses its fear factor mm -hmm. and it turns into more a very obnoxious, multi-faced uh, problem of a puzzle. Like, all right, the stupid, ugly son of a bitch is over there. Okay, maybe I've... Nope, okay, he changed his mind like a, a rogue mother in the wine aisle. Uh, okay, which way am I going to go next? And it's like, <laughs> you seriously have no idea where the fuck that thing's ever going to go. Mm -hmm. It's completely random. But, mm -hmm. BV, it looks like you and Hockey both played uh, the same game. Uh, is this together or is this uh, apart? We have attempted it together. Uh, mm -hmm. They. Wow, you yeah. two are... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you two. 
<laughs> Bob wishes. Poof! You're the one who has flirted with Damn. me quite a bit. <laughs> Audio listeners, you're not going to be able to hear the quality of the uh, hair swish that Hockey did when he said that. Just bam! Just... You're going to feel the... that a continent away. <laughs> but yes, we uh, we have been playing Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Uh, we got it uh, early release. Well, pre- we pre-ordered it, so we got it a few days earlier. Um, they had to release a day one patch because at the moment, multiplayer, whenever you invite someone to your party from... It seems like when it's someone outside of your uh, country, when they hop into the match with you, they get a completely black screen and cannot see where they're going. Uh oh. Or anything. So we had some troubles actually playing it together, but individually we have played it a little bit. Um, yes. And it is quite the game. I quite enjoy that. So tell me about it. Hood, Outlaw, and Legends. Uh, first off, I have no idea what the, the game is. Like, what is it? It is a 4v4 heist game set in medieval times, kind of like Robin Hood themed. You have. Okay. Your four different character classes, uh, one of them Archer, named Robin, one of them an assassin named Marion, uh, a big brute guy named John, and a John. a quote-unquote mystic named Took, uh, which is kind of like Friar Tuck uh, from the Robin Hood story. And uh, you have two teams of four trying to storm the same castle. You try to uh, pickpocket the key off of... Uh, the big main guard, uh, break into the vault, get the chest, and try and get it out, all while trying to avoid detection by any of the enemies and the uh, the enemy team. So there's quite a bit of tactics involved in it as well. So is it mostly Assassin's Creed style, where you're trying to do this like undetected most of the time, or...? probably say so is there a certain point where you're just running for your life with the chest and hoping nobody you know catches there's a little bit of that too it just depends on what your play style is uh it kind of changes up depending on your team uh sometimes the enemy team will alert the entire courtyard and all the guards in there the npc guards uh basically that you're there and just cause chaos and everyone has to start fighting for their lives or there are times where you just sneak away it's great. And Hockey, how, how has your time been playing this game? I am enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it sounds funny reminds, as hell. It is. It reminds me of uh, the old Assassin's Creed multiplayer um, like matches they had, if any of you remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you were disguised as like uh, other people and you basically, you were a mark to somebody else and you had to kill a certain person specifically. <laughs> Because they do have uh, assassination um, mechanics in the game. You can't do the uh, like the climbing up walls and stuff, but it just just that aspect reminds me a lot about Assassin's Creed, and it has just been really really fun getting to just just mayhem. Like once like once you get the chest to, there's different extraction points where you have a winch, and once the chest is on the winch, you kind of have to interact with it and get it uh over to wherever you're escaping from and there'll be a bar with notches in it once you pass a certain notch it'll stay there even if you go off the winch so you're kind of building the bar up and at that point it just becomes like a free-for-all because the team will know yeah the team will know where you're uh, trying to get it out from and Mm -hmm. anything can happen it's whoever the last team to get the that last section of the bar up wins so one of the games me and barb had that actually worked 
Wait, it actually team. worked? Oh, shit. Yeah. I know, right? Shocker. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the, the enemy team got the winch up all the way to the last bar, and we decimated them and then just did that lit, smallest little bit and won the game. So they did all the work for us, and we just stole it from them. That's and we ended up CFD. winning the entire game because of it. <laughs> CFE's ass like strategy there. Let exactly. Them yeah. come in exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you know how much that game is? Like, uh... Is it over on Steam or is it PS4? It's on both. both. It's currently on both. We have it on our PlayStations. It is cross-play and cross-platform, but there is no cross-platform invite system yet. They are planning on releasing an update for that, so you can play with PC players and play with players on other systems, but you cannot invite them to a party yet. Okay. And it's not a full-price game as well. Yeah, it looks like it's $29.99 over on Steam. I'm not sure what it is over on uh, PS4. I think because we pre-ordered it and got like the extra deluxe edition or whatever for the extra cosmetics and the battle pass stuff, I believe it was $50. And yes. Yeah, and then yeah, $30 for normal Mm -hmm. price. So I mean, for the price I paid, uh, I, I reckon I'm getting my money's worth. And then once they fix the pat. Uh, fix the uh, multiplayer issue um i'm definitely going to be playing a lot more of it yeah same it's difficult to play on your own uh in the beginning because it just came out uh we were playing attempting to play it before the game properly even came out because we pre-ordered it we got it three days before it released uh so everyone else was playing it brand new uh, and they hadn't even put out the day one patch yet uh, to fix any of those bugs so we got to experience it really really raw and even raw it was such an enjoyable game um and i could see a lot of potential for it being a really really entertaining game for many hours to come i can see that too uh it's made by a developer called Sumo Digital. Uh, other games that they've played before or made, well, I'm sure they played it too. Uh, <laughs> they've made uh, Sackboy, which is, uh, you know, a derivative of Little Big Planet. Uh, Crackdown 3, which uh, unfortunately is not as uh, popular of a title, but uh, Hitman 2 would be another one that you could uh, give a little tip in the nod to. Forza Horizon yeah. 4, Team Sonic Racing, and a game that I haven't seen before called Spider. Uh, the, the only thing that does concern me is, uh, and this might be just because of uh, its very rough uh, pre-start, if you want to call it that, uh, ratings don't seem to be looking too hot, but hopefully that changes as the game continues on and gets uh, some more updating. Yes, I believe the cheap price will be enough to draw people in, and uh, as, as long as they add more stuff to it, maybe some extra modes, some more maps further down along the road, maybe even some more classes, I can see it so- lasting a while. Is it just uh, one map and one game mode right now, or...? Uh, one game mode, and I believe there's four or five maps, maybe six. experienced four of those maps, uh, and they're different enough to where I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing in the beginning. Uh, so it was quite a difference between the four different maps. Okay. And uh, just just uh, maybe a wild rhetorical question, would you recommend it? Because oh, I'm starting to look at it now, and you know, I'm starting to get... Uh... <laughs> Is is for me kind of look? I I would recommend it. Um, I do see the potential in it. Um, like even with that little bug they have for multiplayer, that's only if you have friends in your party. I've played it solo and has still had 
really good times with it. I also recommend it. I haven't spent as much time playing it solo without party members, but I do see the potential if they when they fix those bugs, it's going to be potentially a uh, top 10 game for me. Hell yeah. So trying to break apart from that a little bit, we're, I want to focus a little bit on some uh, Nintendo Switch stuff over here, if you don't mind. Hockey, you've gotten your chance to play Pokemon Snap, the new one. Yes. Yeah. Talk dirty to me. Uh... I was a huge oh, fan yeah. of the original, and I am oh, yeah. just Im completely impressed with this new Pokemon Snap. I've completed it already, I believe. I did in one sitting as well. <laughs> I completed the um, the main story. Um, I still haven't done everything there is to do, but my god, this game has provided some really, really fun moments. Isn't it? Isn't it? I made a shot four and a half years ago on some podcast whose name I don't remember because it wasn't that important, apparently. But the <laughs> shot was important that if there was a game I would like to see Nintendo remake or give a, you know an update to, what would it be? And my shot, what seemed like into the infinite space of darkness, was po fucking Pokemon Snap. And the fact uh, four years later on what seems like the perfect console to do it, we yeah. fucking got it. Uh, the weird part is that it turned out uh, the one reason why I wanted I initially was hoping for it on the Wii U because uh, well back then that's all we had the Switch was even out four and a half years ago but uh, besides that point uh, the, the Wii U was so cool because it had a camera on the back and like using gyroscope controls and uh, other capabilities with it it just seemed so cool the idea of being able to look around and try to catch pictures of Pokemon now that it's out fuck that I just want to use the thumbstick I I got what I wanted. I said, no, thank you. It, it is. Uh, I'm very impressed by it. I didn't know Quality what exactly was going to do. It is, and like the amount of maps they have, I'm pretty sure is a lot more than what the original Pokemon Snap had. Oh, yeah. So the, uh, the original Pokemon Snap, just uh, by reference, in order just to beat it, and I, I believe by beating it was to uh, capture a picture of Mew, uh, mm. took about four hours four hours this game now uh you can it would take you about two and a half to four times as long to beat beat it that's a lot at a time and honestly i i, I don't think there's really uh a desire to beat this game you know the the fun is really trying to get those cool ass shots that you can get of certain pokemon in different scenarios like the idea that you can not only level up each and every given area to get more and more pokemon and different things to appear and then being able to explore it at different times of uh, of the day. <laughs> I still remember when I saw Hoot Hoot, Hoot Hoot for the first time. That shit scared me, yo. <laughs> Seeing two red circles of death to stare at you like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking try, bitch. And it's like, whoa. What the, you know, and it's like, you get close to like, I'm just a widow Hoot Hoot. And it's like, like, fuck you are. You were, you're the devil, dude. You're the reason why my mom didn't want me playing Pokemon. <laughs> I, I will say um, there is an advantage to completing the main story. Um, is there? Yeah. Oh, should, wait, did you beat the main story? Yep. In one how setting. Many fucking, how many fucking <laughs> games did you beat, Hockey? Uh, <laughs> well, like, this, is the casual, this is casual Master Quest, not the completeness Master Quest. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Are Hockey, and is finishing early. <laughs> Pokemon Snap and Resi Evil are the only ones I finished. It <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh. 
I, I would say uh, complete it because there's a couple things that will only happen once you get the post game, and that includes a new variation okay. of one of. I uh I only got I don't know halfway through it. I can tell it's an amazing game. I was telling Vivi though that I was a bit anxious about trying to recommend this game because I was terrified that this game was like just a hundred percent powered by nostalgia. I couldn't tell if this was a great game because it was a, you know, a great game or if it was because this is, you know, my rose tinted glasses and this is everything I was looking for in a game that should, you know, be buried in the ground, uh, like it has been for 25 years or some shit. And hearing you talk about how great it is, you've beaten and all that stuff. And I've seen so many other people play it and enjoy it. It makes me happy that I can validate my own joy with it. And honestly, even if you're liking something because it's powered by your nostalgia of a game, does it make it less of a game if you're still enjoying it? No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, see, myself, myself, having not been a Pokemon Snap player before at all, I wanted to wait and see if this is going to be a game that was purely powered by nostalgia, as you said, and that it would kind of die down. But I have not seen it die down yet at all. I mean, it's been a few weeks now since it's been released, but having watched plenty of other people just find the joy in it and just see their enjoyment on their faces as they've been playing it has made me absolutely want to get it. <laughs> I can give you a few maybe reasons you might want to play. Number one, Epic okay. are going to quote-unquote boss kind of Pokemon. You're, uh, you're going to do what with the Pokemon? <laughs> There's the, the uh, they call them the Illumina Pokemon, which are kind of like the bosses. Um, the Illumina Pokemon make you boss? <laughs> actually, the, yeah, one of them d did actually. Oh my. Um, I don't know how far you're into it, so I don't know if you've seen it yet, but yeah. I've was... seen two of them so far. Which, and which one was they? Uh, one was uh, uh, Star Evolution, one. and the other one was uh, Underwater One. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, like, Okay, okay. I don't think you've seen. I'm talking about the one in the oh, the you trying to tease forest. me, mm. trying to tease me, hockey. You're trying to give me a little it excited. Is, it is sexy, um, but one of the things is finding out how to activate certain events to get certain types of shots. Because in the game, you got one star, two star, three star, four star. Event, shots. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you gotta each... trigger it to get the right shot, huh? <laughs> no. Are you just now noticing this? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's feeding me. Oh, oh yeah, he is. But yeah, yeah, you got the four different types of shots you can take. Um, oh. And some of the four, the four star shots are usually an event that that Pokemon's involved with. And figuring out how to get those specific shots is like so hard, but so worth it. Rewarding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely rewarding. That's just one side to it. The other side, I reckon that can keep you going for quite a while is the requests that they have. Now, I believe I have all the requests available, um, and it's around 152, I believe, oh, wow. different requests. And they're, they're basically asking you to take pictures of certain things in, like, doing a certain pose or something like that, and they kind of, like, tease you into how to get specific shots for a Pokemon. That will keep you playing for a while. And the last thing is legendaries, getting pictures of legendaries. I haven't seen a legendary yet. <laughs> That's because you haven't completed the game. What the? F I don't see legendaries oh. until I beat the game. Oh, I'm getting a few, a few of them. A few of them. I believe you can get a couple, but you need to get to the uh, I think level two or three of certain maps. 
and not all of them are going to be that easy to find. There's only two or two or three that will just appear randomly. The other ones, you have to figure out how to actually get to them. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I have seen a couple of areas that are like ancient runes and stuff like that. Is that something I should be excited with or? Um, well, there's an ancient rune site on every, uh, most maps, I believe. That's just, that's not that important. It's just to kind of collect them. It's okay. more, um, it's more effect. You, you have to affect the actual Pokemon in the world to access certain areas that you wouldn't find because each, nearly every map has branching options. Right. And some of those you can just find normally, like on the reef map, you just need to scan and it'll be like, oh, you can go this way. Some of them, you actually have to trigger an event to even know that they're there. And yeah. those ones are usually the way to find the more the rarer Pokemon. This is what I was actually like hoping for, because when I've been playing so far, and this is another concern I've been having, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of triggers to do like puzzles to get uh, see those cool Pokemon. There's been a couple of one step things like uh, you know you, you get balls, you get blue balls. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, know orbs. Uh, yes, those. Uh, and then I, uh, you know, you throw them at a couple of plants in sequence or something like that, and something triggers, and you know that's cool. But it just didn't seem like it had the same feel like it did in the original game where you could just do something off the wall and it would actually fucking work and you'd get something amazing for it now now my question is have you been yeah. using those orbs on pokemon yes i blue ball on pokemon all the time okay because um you might not have seen it yet but alumina orbs can actually trigger pokemon to make events happen Ooh, like a hypoallergic reaction or <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. This isn't a spoiler for anything, no like Legend Days or anything, but it's there's certain parts on certain maps where Pokemon can get into Pokemon battles, and when they're having the battles, you can get the four-star shots of the Pokemon, and you can actually use those Lumina Orbs to sway the battle in a certain Pokemon's favor. Oh, so that's one, really? That's Interesting. one use of them. Like, there is a battle between, I think, a Spinarak and... The Yamanetta, I believe. And depending on who you throw the Luma orb on, they will win that battle. That's one way you can do it. Hot uh, tip from hockey. I love there's it. A second way is you can use them not only on the flowers, but the certain areas of maps that if you actually um, use them on, can make Pokemon appear. Uh, <laughs> like a little hint, because this one was pretty hard to find, but on the reef map, you'll see a whirlpool. Now, I can't remember if it's what level you have to do it on or if you have it's to do it on It's fucking Lugia, isn't it? It has to be Lugia, right? Nope. No. I've been cocked. All you need to do I'm is throw a bunch Lugia of Lugia the Whirlpool Pokemon. <laughs> you just throw Illumina Orbs down into that Whirlpool on a specific map and you will get a little treat. Ooh. Mm -hmm. and now the Lugia. You get to, you get to use one of tough. your four shots. My favorite <laughs> is the money shot. <laughs> Oh, another thing that's an advantage for completing the main story is that you get burst mode for your camera. Oh, you get up to three, four, and six shots burst, which nice. will help for certain shots. Do we get a new fucking camera? Do we get a go a cool new camera, or are we stuck with fucking iPhone with strap-on lens? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, you just get the same camera, just an extra mode on it. Cool. I guess the I guess it's the iPokédex or some shit. <laughs> Now, like, I know that, you know, there's a Lugia in the game because I put it on Twitter, the picture I got of it. Right. That is, I, I, other than a certain flying type legendary, that is one of the hardest ones I 
what to find was. Okay. Have you um, had the look up uh, guide for any of them or? Fully, yeah, yes. Oh, hockey. I, say, I think I watched you look up more than that, though. <laughs> How many body me. breaks did you take during Pokemon Snap? Mm-hmm. I, I took I took uh, all my legendary Pokemon pictures uh, today and yesterday. Okay. Okay. It, I will. You will probably need to look up a guide for a couple of them because it's otherwise you probably have no idea. Um, Game to Lugia is a, you have to trigger a bunch of events, and if you don't know what they are, you're probably never going to see it. True. I suspect uh, I got to do this level with a spooky forest that kind of changes the area every now and then. I have a feeling I might uh, see either like Darkrai or Giratina in it, and I'm kind of excited to see what appears when I finally get the, you know, unlock it to the right level or something like that, because mm-hmm. there's something like ominous hiding behind the, the curtains there. But yeah, uh, I would say I'd look for an update from you for Pokemon Snap, but I guess you beat the fucking thing already, didn't you? I'm still going through it. I'm trying to get all the requests done and get a picture of every single Pokemon. Hell yeah. So you said Lugia is your hottest shot that you had to take? Oh, uh, Lugia and like um, an- another flying legendary who I won't name in case you don't want spoilers on it. But the second flying one was definitely the hardest. Well, both of them together are a bunch of triggering triggering certain events to happen and if you don't know what those events are you're most likely never gonna ever come across them okay pokemon snap thomas you have a couple other games on your list uh another one is a fun one i've been seeing you enjoy with a group of other friends super animal royale i have absolutely been enjoying that game it is a free game on steam it's free it's free on Steam. Hell it, is, yeah. it is a free Battle Royale that is a very small download size. And it's it doesn't take many resources on a computer. So uh, even people who say they have potato computers can play it. But it is a Battle Royale type game where you play as these super cute uh, cartoon animals, essentially. Where uh, you can be like deer, uh, fox, dog, bear, all, any kind of animal, really. And it's a top-down view on a Battle Royale-type game. And you, uh, very similarly to other Battle Royales, such as like um, Call of Duty Warzone or Fortnite, you run around trying to get higher-level weapons. Um, it is interesting uh, because you can have uh, teams of up to four, but the solo mode at the moment seems to be the easiest mode. Uh, you do get a lot of... Uh, <laughs> uh, seemingly younger kids and caters to the furry community a bit, but those are Battle Royale games, I think. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it is an absolute blast because it's not a Battle Royale that you can really seem to rage over. The animals are just so cute, and they make cute little dying sounds when they get shot. It does... <laughs> that sounds dark. So... <laughs> First off, I'm going to have to try real hard because I don't know how to respond to that one, but I'm going to do my darn best. Uh, <laughs> when, when you describe this game, I keep thinking of Woodland Critters from uh, South Park. Oh my uh, god, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do they, like, do the characters themselves have any kind of, like, vulgar or uh, violent intent? Uh, besides the fact that they're holding a, a gun or something like that, or are they just cute creatures just running around and uh, popping tops off? It's cute little creatures popping tops off essentially it's <laughs> well goddamn okay it's pure chaos at times when you get groups of four going in there and it's 
honestly been quite a blast for me to play through this past week. I uh, got it uh, as kind of like a lighthearted joke kind of thing because someone asked me to jump in and play a game or two with them. And I think I played it for four days in a row, each session being at least six hours or so of playing it. Jesus Christ. It's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> I've put in a bunch of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need to get like therapy for you two about like uh, self-control or something. <laughs> One is good. Why not twelve? <laughs> I mean, go play, go hard, or go home, right? I, um, hockey, you keep tallying up the menu windows, man. You're gonna get a freaking trophy for this one. Yeah, it's it's my motto for gaming and my motto for when I visit brothels. Finish early. <laughs> well, excuse you. <laughs> I mean, you're here to speed running games. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. <laughs> Maybe I'm just good. Oh, usually you do gotta try though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put a little something into it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> see how red Hockey's face is getting. Oh, it's... <laughs> is it just me? Is it getting hot in here? Well, I mean, it's sorry, I have that effect on people. <laughs> oh wow. Any, any other games you've been playing, Thomas? Recently, just over the past few days, I have started playing Divinity Original Sin 2. That's interesting. It's interesting because I have never been one to play like a huge. Uh, it's an odd combination of like an MMORPG and like a turn based tactic game. Uh, right. So it gives like Elder Scrolls Online feels as you're running around in game, but then with a touch of like. Fire Emblem or Command and Conquer with the turn-based combat, um, and I have been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, it's just mm -hmm, an mm -hmm. odd—it's like a new flavor of like a type of game that I'm not used to playing. Um, so recently, I've been more into action battle royale survival type games, sometimes horror. But it's nice to break out and play an RPG like this. You're welcome. <laughs> I was the one that got you to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I needed people to play with. He's like, please, I need friends. No. <laughs> you guys uh, play together then, or we have we've a little started bit. a campaign. Um, it is a lot to kind of pro process because um, there's just a lot of things going on that you kind of have to wrap your head around. But Big I've been playing, a, yeah, I've been playing a solo um, campaign myself, and I'm actually starting to kind of get the hang of the mechanics, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay. I can see myself sinking many, many hours into this game as well. I have been playing a solo campaign as well, and it's quite addicting. They Hell don't yeah. give much direction as far as uh, puzzles go. So trying to like get out of one area to the next, they don't give much direction for it. So it's a lot of figuring it out, but it is very, very rewarding to get those things. And in the meantime, while you're exploring around, it's... It seems to be a little bit of a grindy game, uh, uh, working to level up the characters, uh, find gear, equipment, items, that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. But it's all new and exciting to me at the moment. I'm mm. still in, I guess you should say, the uh, tutorial-ish kind of area, because I've just spent so much time sinking into learning the mechanics and uh, just playing the first couple chapters of the game. And, and I'm quite enjoying it. Bad. That's not a bad thing. I've left Fort Joy, the island that you're stuck on, and it just gets harder. So I'd recommend mm -hmm. staying in that first area and getting as much as you can done because the combat is essentially to get the winning edge, you gotta have the right gear. That's the you just have to have the right gear 
or you're, you're screwed. That does not sound like fun. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> that little statement right there, like, yeah, uh, stay in the tutorial island until you fucked everything that moves, and then once you're maxed up, then you can progress. And it's like, <laughs> like, how long do you have to grind before you can hop off the, you know, honeymoon island there? Ooh. How long did you play for before you hopped off? I mean, I feel well. Probably I've two been, minutes now in hockey. Right? Finishing early. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe like six hours or something. Um, and that's because of many factors. One, uh, it kind of lets you have your free reign of what you want to do and how you want to escape. So you're going to spend a lot of time figuring that out. Uh, two, the fights can be different depending on what difficulty you put it on. Um, and just three, there's, there's quite a few quests on the starting island to complete that can get you some good stuff to actually help you and then there's a boss at the end before escaping the island that's quite difficult if you don't know what to do mm, the alvarg of, i guess divinity sin or original sin too wait does anybody know what i'm saying when i say alvarg it is i do not okay. nope I, I feel like a... <laughs> it was like the, the final the class yeah, it's the final dragon boss you fight when you're on the free version of RuneScape. Ooh, I, I haven't played RuneScape. I wouldn't know. Oh, sorry. I've been playing I RuneScape since I was 12. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, okay, listen, okay? It's gonna be a new crowd, same feelings. I, I see how it is. I'm a goddamn man-child over here, apparently. <laughs> Speaking of games that uh, are way, way back in the past, I've been picking up a little bit of uh, Halo. So Halo is, yeah, yeah. Oh, or no, I can't, I can't even sing it in King. <laughs> you want to try it? You want to trigger copyright? Try it. I'm not going for it right now, but just know I was singing that at work the other day because I too have been so excited to get into K Halo again. Oh, like the, man. Main, the main theme's okay, but Warthog, Warthog Run is the best soundtrack. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about, so I believe yeah, it. It's the... I think I was starting to slowly go over to the Final Fantasy VII, those that fight further boss theme. That's my bad. <laughs> But I know exactly what you're talking about. So the thing is, I have played and beaten Halo 3, and that is the only Halo game I had beaten until very recently. I, I, I touched maybe like an hour of Halo 1, and I think I might have put a few hours in Halo 2 back when my friends had it and, you know, they're all cool and stuff. But most of our time was spent, you know, trying to snipe each other on the maps. So, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Sandbox. As you do. Being assholes with each other, you know, one person gets in the Wraith, and it's not fair, so the other person gets in the Scorpion, then it's really not fair, because the Scorpion's <laughs> OP. But I decided that I wanted to play it in the game's chronological order, and try to get an understanding about why people love this fucking game. So I had, uh, a few months ago, played Reach and beat it, and that's a really fucking good, good game. It's Reach really is incredible. Cool. Reach it's is amazing. considered the best Halo game. Well, don't tell me that, because that's the first one in the entire list I uh, am getting in the three here. <laughs> See, it's Halo funny you say that, Three. It's funny you say that, because 3 is the one Halo game that I have not beaten yet. I have played... That's the one where you finished the fight, for sure, right, guys? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when Bungie finished the fight, for they, uh, they busted off and uh, made uh, Destiny, but, you know, whatever. Oof. Actually, no, yeah. I, I think they did that with ODST. I don't remember what game, but they, they, 
was one of their last games before uh, 343 took over. Nah, you're definitely ODST, because then Halo 4 was the first 343 game. That, that makes sense. So, I beat Reach. I'm working on uh, the first Halo game. I'm about... Uh, I think I'm a little bit over halfway through. Uh, I had just encountered the Flood for the first time, which Ooh. is a real fucking treat, by the way. <laughs> Experience the flood for the first time is a feeling I wish I could recreate at some point. The pure terror, like no horror game has done that to me recently. Maybe Visage, I... but oh, <laughs> the flood, yes. I couldn't the complete they, Halo One. They the way they deliver like the whole setup almost seemed like corny Resident Evil vibes. The way they do it, just like you're walking in here, the music's getting kind of ominous, and I'm looking around. My first thought, I ask out loud to the person I was playing with, my best friend, uh, Nicholas, and I'm like, is this the fucking level with the flood? And he's like, makes you say that. Well, there's no music playing, and there's no bad guys. Where the fuck? There's fucking <laughs> flood in here. And oh, the, and he's like, it's strange. There's, there seems to be no one here. No signs of life. No, no shit. And door opens. There's uh, a Marine there shooting. <laughs> just randomly shooting i'm like the motherfucker saw shit there's fucking flood here isn't there and like <laughs> it's getting more ominous and creepy by the minute but it's still 2000 when did the fuck did halo come out 2001 i think i think so uh it had come out in november 15th 2001 uh so i mean this is almost five maybe six years before a game like dead space came out to where i dead space for me kind of like uh developed the genre of horror shooter games but that's just a personal opinion you could argue that with resident evil you want or give a fuck honestly uh but when you watch this weird flashback scene showing them like getting terrorized by a bunch of little uh alien things i wasn't very impressed and then the video in and then i saw not dozens but hundreds of these tiny little bastards just nonchalant like hundreds triple digits of these little things walking around I'm like oh fuck and all of a sudden like more another door opens and then dozens if not another fucking hundred comes in and i'm sitting there losing my shit like whoa what the fuck what the fuck and then there's bigger ones it's the, like can you imagine 2001 i would have been 10 fucking years old if i played that game I would have shit my pants so hard I would have blew a hole through the floor. Like, <laughs> there's no way I would have been able to play that game. I was scared of the Force Temple in Ocarina of Time at 10 years old. It took me until I was 18 to stop being afraid of that game. But the flood in this one? No, that, that was that. I can totally understand why that game like got freaky back then. And honestly, honestly, I'm starting to think that uh, this game is a bit uh, underrated, which is kind of weird because people talk about Halo being such a great game series and all that. But I don't know. I, I think they really had some fucking good shit going on back in the Xbox OG days. Mm, it is. And it is a classic and one of the main reasons I played on Xbox, if not the or the main reason I played on Xbox. It is, I feel like it was ahead of its time when it first released. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try to wrap that up a little bit, uh, get things uh, pushed forward. A little thrown off that it's two player only, but you know, I guess that was the game limitations. The one thing I want to give uh, the Master Chief Collection a little bit of shit so far, not Bungie's fault. I think it's 343 or whoever did the fucking porting. A lot of glitchy bullshit that happened in this fucking game on the port. To <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened, but there's some weird wonky ass shit going on. It's wonderful when you can hit the tab button, you can switch between the OG graphics and their uh, updated version. 
it's weird when you do that and if you're in the updated graphics none of the subtitle audio will play whenever you're in a cutscene don't know why that happened if mm -hmm. i have it in full screen uh and i click away from it hard crashes it, like the I, like the fact that i gotta make sure i have it in a uh, borderless window full screen and i gotta make sure i'm playing on the old school graphics and all that stuff kind of hinders the magic of it a little bit but just you know just my two cents yeah but uh problem beyond that i haven't touched uh monster hunter rise nearly as much uh, i think pokemon snap kind of put that sucker to the bed for a little bit so we'll see what happens i'm a little excited to be able to go on the road again and be able to play some more pokemon snap because i think this is going to be a great sit down on a long truck ride and play kind of game and uh really the big game i've been playing is fucking of all the games pc building simulator <laughs> I, oh what a fucking time to be alive when your favorite thing to do for a game is put computers together for old grandmas that do not give a shit about what they want but they need you to know what they want and it is just bizarre when you get handed a case that looks like it might have been a crypt to a feral pharaoh with how dusty it is and it's like yeah i haven't touched this for 10 fucking years and never opened it but i would love to have nice blue wires in this one can you upgrade my ram and it's like bitch this is a fucking ti-84 calculator rigged up to a monitor why do you need updated graphics <laughs> but if they want it they get it and the weird part is i like it it's masochism it's a technological masochism i've been enjoying it so fucking much i, I don't understand why i enjoy it uh it, it is kind of weird with the way some of the you know things work uh in terms of uh trying to order certain parts uh the cool thing is a lot of the parts in the game is actually legit real like intel and amd have uh, made a great sponsorship by making sure all their chipsets and all that stuff's included in game because you're so used to seeing games that like racing games they'll use the kind of close name of the model of the car like you know uh oh gosh what is i'm trying to think of a, the car game thinking of wow <laughs> nope it's gone I'll, uh paradise city burnout uh, uh burnout uh, i mean any burnout game they'll have a car that you know like hey this is uh this is this car it, it looks like a mustang but it's not it just uh, kind of looks like a mustang but not really because we don't want to pay licensing and over you know in gta it's like mustang no sir this is dominator yep this sucker can go for miles what's that there's a mustang logo on the back no sir that's a stallion because stallions are dominated mm -hmm. and it's like okay whatever yeah i've been uh that's what been my thing for the week we've had a lot of fucking games rolled up for this one to talk about quite a few quite a few uh hopefully with that first episode uh this first episode happening We'll have, Hockey, I'm looking at you, less games that we'll need to talk about. But uh, I guess <laughs> who's <laughs> counting? Don't worry, there's uh, there's you know seven other Resident Evil games you can beat in like three days if you want to talk about them. With uh, already done it. Already done it. <laughs> three days? More like three minutes. <laughs> true. Very true. So this is a video game podcast that we talk about video game stuff. Uh we're only a, a meager hour in so far before we get to the topic of the show, so I'm sure this will do wonderful. Topic of the show, Hockey, can you tell me what that is? What are we looking at here this week? It is the lawsuit between Epic and Apple, and be specific, it's the antitrust lawsuit that is going on currently. Oh. And uh, it, is, it is an interesting read, that's for sure. 
Absolutely. During the days of our fathers where we get Elon Musk wearing to the gods up and down that he'll send Dogecoin to the moon literally in his rocket as uh, we, you know, give our random salutes we <laughs> meanwhile it got fucking epic fighting apple like the weird part is when you think of epic and apple you think of like two titans but it's like godzilla versus god at this point like the, the weird <laughs> thing is I, I think epic games has like a net value of somewhere around 30 billion dollars but apple is sitting around just a a meager 2.2 trillion it's it's a really big guy taking on <laughs> the big guy like that's mm -hmm. a fucking challenge so bv i know you're a guy that does his research what the hell's going on over here so essentially epic was uh generous to decide to release their game fortnite on the apple store and apple went along with that it did absolutely fantastic but then epic went around apple's back through their app store what? i know no i never. know with fortnite no. to where the proceeds were given completely to epic went through fortnite and Heresy. none of the pro none of the proceeds went to apple not on my apple product i know I right no, to the corporate overloads no right so when people would go in and purchase things in fortnite Apple would get none of the profits, which normally, mm. normally for games put onto the Apple store, there is a 15 to 30% uh, commission that essentially the Apple makes through their store. And so Epic had a way around that and that didn't go over so well. And now it's leading to a very, very interesting court hearing that's uh, been going on for almost a week now. Yeah, it's been pushing a week uh, as of, uh, right when we're recording can you imagine it, it, they they say it's a fucking circus but just to have you people understand what the fuck is going on here with the the level of absurdity that's going on the dial-in number to this whole court hearing this legal battle got made online it was available to the public and so beloved as they are and you guys know how well and maintained the the fortnite fandom can possibly be uh, decided to use this to offer legal advice. Uh, the most popular one was, I would suck you all to get Fortnite mobile back. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I, I think Epic's made a big mistake with this. It, it, is, a, so it is a lightweight, you know, champion belt chihuahua eyeballing the fucking Great Dane. It's like, He's the best fucking chihuahua in this field. I admit it. Tim Sweeney, you interesting motherfucker. You have <laughs> balls the size of one of our moons. I guess you got two moons uh, hanging you know, between them thighs. But by God, you are taking on Uranus. Yeah, it's I not know. just Apple as well. They're also doing it against Google. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking fuck. So, the exact same reason. So what do you guys think? How likely is Epic going to be winning this one? I don't think they're going to win. First when I heard about it, I thought it was going to happen, but not as I've been doing more research and looking into this. I don't see it I, happening. I, I can give you like one big, like kind of red flag I found is that everything that happened, it's written in the contract that Apple has in like their terms of service. Epic knew that. Yeah. And they still put it on the store. And then after it gained a massive kind of fan base for the iOS, 
they decided to do the little workaround. And then I think it was a day or two later, maybe a little bit more than that, when everything was going to shit, Epic releases a little promo kind of video dissing at Apple. Like they had it ready because they knew what was going to happen. I, I feel like this is all kind of planned for and maybe it's for epic to get their own kind of store onto an ios kind of platform I mean, but they did that uh pretty damn well on the pcm fortnite could have easily uh been a steam game and just mm. a steam game and stayed at that absolutely but they knew that gabe newell would be you know raking in the riches off of fortnite so what better way to make sure the money went straight to them than to make their own platform and they probably would have done the same thing too with uh, their platforms on consoles. But there was no way that Nintendo or Xbox or Sony was, or sorry, Microsoft or Sony was going to let that happen. They were okay with that. Uh, epic to some extent, obvious. Uh, like the big ripple that they started with, with in terms of like trying to make sure that they get their fair share of money and all that stuff, started with fucking Sony and Epic. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember, there was the time where sony simply would not let people who played fortnite on different consoles sign in on their accounts on mm -hmm. the playstation 4. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what happened when i first jumped on my playstation to play fortnite and, and, and yeah. to have that kind of accessibility <laughs> and it was such a huge debacle that almost uh was like the starting point that led towards uh microsoft and nintendo starting a joint campaign to kind of mock sony i'm not sure if you guys saw the fun commercial where nintendo and microsoft microsoft was like hey we're holding hands of playing minecraft together yada 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 we got cross servers man it's good that just us two companies and they look over to the sad sack of a you know oh what that fucking says so ps what but we're happy together playing my uh, minecraft together and that immediately like I, I would say within a month that shit got fixed and epic was even ballsy enough to do something that was totally accidental where they accidentally hit a switch and made the entire account system cross platform between all three uh just for a little bit it was a short time because it was an accident of course but epic is not the kind of company that is afraid to take on the bigger guys and after they managed to push sony into their into their place and i say that in quotations i can see why they get a bit of an turn to take on bigger companies over in the legal system they thought they had a chance the problem with that is if they do have a legal chance you have to stick with the legality not the emotional part uh because you know part one of this opens up with the companies you know basically getting ready to duke out accidentally open up the back door and a bunch of 12 year olds come in shouting you know free Fortnite," and then you know chaos begins there was a point to where i believe someone uh challenged tim sweeney to point out what a ps5 was or something like that like they were trying to suggest they didn't know what the fuck the system was but the really the big thing is epic games with tim sweeney being you know the the top dog there kind of started sympathizing with uh apple throughout the this whole court process and it was really bizarre and i'm not sure if you really want to call it a court process there's no jury it's just a judge so you know they have to make a real you know strong legal argument with this one judge and the thing is apple keeps uh, suggesting a lot of things and rather than trying to challenging it on any form epic's like actually you know what 
they're not wrong. It's like that, that meme from fucking uh, Emperor's New Groove where Kronk is like, no, no, he has a point. And it's like, because Apple's like, you know, here's a statement from Epic saying, thank you for making our life so much easier on the I, you know, the Apple store and just, you know, smoothing things over whenever we fucked up and you came in and sweeped up the messes. And Epic's like, I have no legal statement to say against this, except they're very right. They helped us to the very end. It's like, don't say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't bring that up. And it's like, what the fuck? And I don't know if that means like ethics, like they, they got kind hearts, but they're, uh, you know, I, I don't know where their fucking legal system is trying to handle some stuff, uh, shit like this, because honestly, it, it doesn't even seem like Epic is trying to make a conflict to where they win rather than make a public accountability against Apple. And with them, if they are in fact, uh, focusing on Google and Android, then I, I can see it. Uh, there's been plenty of times. I'm not sure. Have you guys ever downloaded an APK that was outside the store and done anything that was a little under the table when it comes to getting phone games? No yeah, idea what I you're talking about. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know. Ex- no, <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Blink once if you've totally done something of that and blink twice if you want to deny it vehemently. Uh... <laughs> B- BV is uh, simulating a, uh, what appears to be a, a seizure. Uh, hockey is looking to the wall for some reason. Avert my eyes. But I've done everything by the book. I, I wouldn't trust an outside source um, for that kind of stuff. I just don't want to risk it. No, I, I can respect that. I mean, my first example was uh, Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Go first came out, uh it was only accessible to phones that were like of that year maybe a year or two older and otherwise it would just completely block you from getting it from the store but if you were to get the apk by downloading it from an outside source you could install it and then try to hail mary it to victor and in which case that worked for me i had a phone that was outside the limits that google said hey i don't give a fuck what you think you're not allowed to play pokemon go and then i downloaded installed and then played pokemon go and so when I got to consider that there are giant, humongous ass companies that can decide things that, you know, for the best of the player, of course, or, you know, the consumer in this case, it, rather than the developer, it, it does bring into a lot of questions. How much power should they actually have? I agree. How much it's their store. How much power should they have over their store and how much should their store have power over the platform? Mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, it is their store and their platform, and at least in Apple's case, their guidelines are right there. The people, the developers have to sign the contract to follow those guidelines. They know what they're getting into. Right. It's a contract agreement. The thing is, like, is you either get in or you get the fuck out. It's a, the thing is, it's their store. Unless there's some legal agreement like that varies by country to country or state by state. You know, if you're going into their playing field, you got to play by their rules. That's, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, Much like Apple is uh, fighting off something called the Right to Repair Act. uh, If you buy an iPhone, you got to play by their rules if something happens uh, as of Mm -hmm. right now. Hopefully that fucking changes. And Apple is not willing to share that right to help you, the consumer. Uh by offering other people who are not in their you know stock pool of money laundering level bullshit it, it looks like this is gonna be extending over to their platform how bad is apple willing to defend the idea of having only one platform to have games on their iphone uh, probably a lot honestly mm-hmm. question is can they yeah. legally defend it do you think if fortnite had their own 
platform their own epic game launcher where you bought the games through the iphone and it went straight to them do you think that should be legal i believe so but once again they're using the like the apple product to promote their own product so it would only make sense that apple should get some profits from it because they're using what apple has made now if epic were to make their own completely own platform and everything for their own device then there wouldn't be any problem but apple's already done the work and epic's going to be like piggybacking off that to help very true their product and to make uh, it a little bit more intimidating what's stopping them if they did manage to get their own platform on the phone from having games that would cost more on the iphone apple store to just go over to epic and be a lot cheaper uh they that would seriously undercut what is uh, i believe currently estimated at a 2.2 million a billion dollar per year profit off the whole thing uh they make a lot of money over in the apple store and yeah. this is a bit of an orange to tangerine uh equivalent of a question you know it's not one to one but it's kind of close if let's say the nintendo switch that is a platform it was made it was not owned by nintendo but nintendo has their rights to it as their physical property sold to you it's obviously yours you own it what if say microfoc uh sorry hockey i was i was thinking of you uh, <laughs> What if Microsoft said, hypothetically, you know what? We're going to open our own storefront right on the Nintendo Switch. And you're able to suddenly get, you know, Microsoft games made for the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo doesn't get any money. Is that something that you can see legally happen happening? Ooh, I say I, never in a fucking thousand years. But... I don't see that happening either. I don't see companies willing to let go of that. I mean, if it became legal, I think it could be possible, but I don't know what company's gonna allow other companies to do that on their systems. Right. It, Not it Sony. Is kinda, yeah, no fucking kidding. <laughs> I'm very thankful that uh, like the evolution of how the PC gaming came as such that we kind of got a free market when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause Microsoft, had they gotten the chance, Microsoft and Apple could have easily just said, hey, this is my operating system. This is my storefront. You love Game Pass? Great. You want to get something on Steam? Eh, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, 30%, you know, uh, like they could have easily done that. And so if, if, if in this article, they compare the iPhone, the platform for gaming on an equivalent level to the other platforms, such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One. Mm. And I don't know, like, what is your thought on that? Do you think uh, iPhone cool. could be considered? What's up? That is laughable. It's no way on that level um it's just i don't see it ever being on that level sure many people use phones to play games but not games on the level that you'd get on console well let me put it to you like this then uh so nintendo's value right now the war chops if nintendo like flicked the switch and everything just liquidated into pure cash 37 billion dollars that's mm. a lot of fucking money uh-huh I was incorrect with my $2.2 billion a year because I'm looking at this and it's suggesting that Apple, let's see, I'm going to read this verbatim. Thank you, Yahoo News. The first and ever time I'm ever going to say that shit. But <laughs> Apple doesn't disclose the store's financial results, but it is an important part of the company's stead steadily growing services division, which generated $57 billion in revenue last year alone. It means this fucking store on the iPhone has made almost twice as much as Nintendo currently is worth. And you're going to tell me that this platform isn't comparable to that of 
something like Nintendo? Yes, I think I, I think I still the will. The balls of the sky, I love them. Is that is that is that just game applications or is that all applications? That is going to be all applications because they won't disclose such specific information because it's fucking Apple. So mm-hmm. like. I, I cannot give you a percentage on how much that $57 billion actually goes through the games and purchases that went through the iPhone store. Is I you can, know I, it. I reckon well. I can tell you exactly what the highest. Oh, shit. Like, Apple Insider. Uh, Hockey. The one. The two-time <laughs> or two-minute champion has insider information. What do you got? Exact numbers. I don't have exact numbers, but... If they didn't have, if they didn't take Fortnite out, that probably would be one of the biggest contributors. And the next ones are probably the gacha games that uh-huh. just drain money out of people. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Zynga or gacha? No, not Zynga. I think Zynga games like uh, I'm thinking of like Farmville, uh, Bejeweled, and all that stuff. I'm sure they made them a good bit of money, but it's definitely mm-hmm. got to been them gacha games. Those gacha games are like they're putting IV uh, to suck out the blood of the cows because they can't milk them anymore with how dry they are. Mm-hmm. And most of the profits, I'm gonna assume, probably come from Asia, where those games are more prevalent, because that's probably where most of the money is gonna be getting spent. I feel it, like it is I feel like most people in the West are spending their money on the PC or console games and their microtransactions, not on phone ones. You're right on the gotcha thing. I don't have a source to cite you, but last I checked, uh, one of the most common. Uh, areas in the world that gotcha games um make the most money is over in the east asian area mm-hmm. number one country starting with the scene ending with haina uh <laughs> i'll let you try to put those uh two clues together california haina no oh, fuck. <laughs> you fucking got me it's like you actually live there <clears throat> not anymore so any last thoughts on something like this? You think Epic's going to be able to get some kind of generous effect out of this? Do you think now that people are starting to realize how big of a platform Apple really has a stake in the gaming community, there's going to be some kind of change to it? Because me, personally, I'm a bit of a pessimist or something like this, about something like this. I don't feel like much is going to happen unless something fucking deplodes. And unfortunately, sending in screaming fan children to come in uh, the chant about Fortnite, I don't think that's the kind of protest we need but that's fucking me what do you think i feel like that most of the people that are watching this are probably not gamers more interested in the financial aspect of it Mm. um and then anyone who is a gamer is probably not using a phone to play their games very true bb honestly think that i I think i'm kind of where you're at tyler i don't think anything is really going to change with this uh I think Epic might take the L with this one, and uh, that, I mean, Epic's, as you said, Epic's goal is kind of to open up the accessibility of Apple's store, but with Apple being such the titan that it is, I don't see anything uh, changing with that, and as far as gaming goes, Apple's already on such an incredible upward hill climb with their uh, profits alone within the Apple store and the games they're doing, I don't see them veering from that course at all. I don't see any changes happening with this whole battle between Epic and Apple. The wild thing is Apple only has about maybe, I think it was between 30 and 40% of all the phones in the market. Mm-hmm. Like it, 
out of all like if everybody has a phone 30 to 40 percent of them in the world is an iphone uh the large uh clear majority is samsung which mm -hmm. is powerated by google's operating system i wonder if google's phone ever took off i believe i was I'm trying to remember what google's phone was it might have just been called google's phone but uh let's see what what was it it was it, it's pixel Oh, Google Pixel, okay. Uh, Google Pixel, like, if that became, like, the hot ticket item that was able to challenge the iPhone, we'd probably see, like, a stronger chance of being, like, an antitrust or a monopoly lawsuit that was happening with these two companies going head-to-head. -head. But with Apple being as big as they are, having a strong both phone and service tied together, I don't know. It, it would have been cool to see the, like, Samsung have something better to offer but they're not the operating system that's all google's in so <laughs> you can I, still I, get fortnite on samsung true if you want to boycott iphone you can get fortnite on samsung for some reason <laughs> don't do that don't, don't waste don't waste your phone like that get a fucking motorola or something like that <laughs> <laughs> anyways i think that's going to be it for the topic of the show unless you guys have any extra final words uh, a pps I know you got a PP for somebody. Stop. <laughs> oh no. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Have we met um, Hockey? <laughs> last I'm word. new here. Nice to meet you. If you if you want to play Fortnite, it's free on anything else. Literally anything else. You don't need the fancy costumes. I know you I know you wanna, but I need my bucks so I can get my skins. I, I I haven't looked it up, but I bet you some fucking nasty ass like there's gotta be some horror stories about kids that did horrible things to get their V-Bucks. I, I would love to do a podcast episode just talking about all the like kids stole a ring, stole it into the pawn shop, and took it straight to the V-Bucks store over, you know, bought a bunch of cards from Walmart or some shit like that. I have heard some you, of those stories and it's pretty incredible. Some of the things that, and some of the the distance some of these kids go to get those V-Bucks. Oh, <laughs> you know what that actually reminds me is that if Epic was to be able to put their own platform on Apple, they could bypass the parental control system that Apple has in place, making it easier for kids to use their parents' mm -hmm. credit card to mm -hmm. spend money. What's that? Uh, you just got to hit this weird check, part, check mark that says, I'm the owner of this card? Verification? Fuck it. We got the money. Let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just, we'll keep pumping the money out. You tell us when to stop. You, you want to keep going? Don't worry. We can keep going with this. Overdraft be damned. Fuck it. Let's keep going. <laughs> What's that? Your bank's calling your mom, telling you the mortgage is getting ready to be rolled over? Fuck it. Don't you want that legendary skin where you look like some Joe Schmo from a Marvel game? It's Damn, still it's still accepting payment. I'll keep paying. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I can totally see that happening. Not gonna lie, it probably has I, already happened. Mm -hmm. I want to get into another side story, but if there's one thing that this podcast was infamous for, was I believe I I call it the infinite tangent theory. To where if there's a tangent to be had, there will be another tangent off this tangent until the show is about three hours long. I will not do that because there's always next episode for that. So we do have some... That. <laughs> You're absolutely fucking welcome. Uh, BV, could you give me uh, game releases is coming out this week? This upcoming week? By yes. the time I was going to say three weeks later, nope. <laughs> Some of the exciting ones for me personally, I'm looking forward to are uh, I'm curious to see how Subnautica on May 14th, how that works on the Switch. That one is 
uh, a game I've only seen on PC played before, but Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero as well are coming out. Mm-hmm. Some others, uh, I mean, from the is Resident Evil, as we saw, but this upcoming week, the main one I am excited for is Subnautica. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is also coming out on the same day as Subnautica. Oh, that- yeah. It's such a classic game. I'm so excited. And then for the detective hockey, you yourself yeah. are a detective. You have yes, a Famicom Detective Club. <laughs> yes, the Famicom det- the Detective Club bundle is basically a remaster of old games, uh, visual novel style. And I am all for it. They finally localized it for the West and I will be buying it. You know, Capcom did, like, they raked in the money when they started doing shit like this. Not, I know Capcom didn't do this, but with Phoenix Wright, yes. you know, it, oh, yeah. it's a puzzle oh, game, yeah. it's, a vi- it's a visual novel, let's be real, it's a visual novel, yeah. but with great, but, you know, it took them a while to get it to come over from Japan over to here, but when they did, Buku Box, they, like, they were biggest galaxy brain for doing shit like that, so anytime I see any attempt for a, you know, a Japan local visual novel or a game like this to finally make the break to come over here hail to them like thank god in this case uh developer looks like uh it's called mages i uh i don't know mages offhand but you know what i'm gonna say it right now thank you mages for making this happen thank you mr willie it's thank funny you. you mention uh ace attorney because just two weeks ago they released another game in the ace attorney series getting released uh to the west and it's the great ace attorney i believe it's called which Ooh. is we play as one of phoenix wright's ancestors back in london uh with a detective called herlock sholmes and uh, that will be Clever. releasing on the switch i feel like i heard that name before, before. Hmm. <laughs> so that's coming out in a couple of months so i'm excited for that as well okay well heck uh i still i have a curse where anytime i uh, get a uh phoenix wright game like a brand new one the console or platform i get it on dies within a week while i'm playing it Oh no! <laughs> and so I'll get eighty percent of the way through the game, and then something like horrible will happen. Like I've lost two—I lost a Nintendo DS, a 2DS, and a 3DS trying to complete a. I like something fucking happens. Like it's a curse. <laughs> and the scary part is, I got it, and like uh, I think the only Phoenix Wright game I was able to hundred percent finish, like in the past couple of years, was uh, Phoenix Wright versus uh, Professor Layton. Which oh, is an interesting. Oh no, yeah, great game by the way. With Professor Layton, my God, the puzzles can be fucking like irritating as hell, but when you get in a groove, you get in a fucking groove. One of the best puzzle uh, games, I reckon. I agree. So PS Plus games. It is a new month. It's a new time of uh, you know that sweet sweet beginning of the month. Hockey. What do we got going on over there? Okay, so we got Battlefield Five as one of them. The second one is Stranded Deep. Which is... I'm going to say, I'm assuming you've never experienced that. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh my god. That was not the response I was trying to get. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, they had the two on the PS4. Um, and there's one for the PS5, which I haven't even bothered to look into because the sole fact it's on the PS5. Um, but I believe it's like a... a what do you call Rec- the wreckfest? Yeah, like a derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, demolition derby game, which looks good. But if only I could actually buy it. I I feel you. I do believe if you own a PlayStation Four. No, I, I'm trying to remember. I 
basically i got a uh, a hot deal happening with uh my the person i was talking about that played halo with me nick where I'll give him my account and he'll get on his PlayStation 5 and claim the game for me. That way I can get it. When I do get a PS5, I'll have a bunch of games ready for me. Wow. Mm. Sneaky. It's what I have to do. I can't mm-hmm. fucking find a PS5. Uh, you could just uh, download the PlayStation app and get them through that. Wait. All you need is the account. You Don't. can put them in your library through the app and they would transfer over from PS4 to PS5? Well, I thought I mean, you only added it to the library on that console. You're doing it on the app, I believe. Or even if you just go onto the online store, it doesn't know what console you have. You're just adding it to your library. Hmm. I mean, I guess technically it would be tied to your account, not to the platform necessarily, which is hmm. how I was able to get away with a lot of things. And as long as you have PlayStation Plus, uh, Sony lets you do a lot of weird shit. Like, I, I do appreciate the fact that when I was on his PS5, I was able to download and play a lot of my uh, PlayStation 4 games mm-hmm. with the save files attached to it. So I, I just went to see, go to his house. I had a game that I was playing. I just went over there and kept playing. It, it was fucking great. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't really think about that before, Hockey. You may very well be right where I could just sign in and uh, kind of claim the deal for my own through the uh, the website or the application. Yeah, as long as you have that Plus account, you can just keep adding them in, and then when you get the console, just download them. I've been saving them to my library just in case that would be the case, and I'm really thankful that you said that, because that means I have the games moving forward. Yeah, Sorry, you go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was just going to say, I'm on uh, the the store for PlayStation.com. I am about to click on RecFest, and it says add to library. I'm going to hit it. Add it to library. I got it. Well, shit. That's a cool thing. You big brain. That's the bit. Yeah, big brains and big balls today, hockey. Man. <laughs> you can bust a nut and bust a move. Damn. I, 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 I do bust a move. What a one gripe. I got one gripe about the PlayStation Plus mechanic is that one of the biggest differences between playstation plus and the xbox live gold is is that when you get the game on xbox gold you'll have it no matter if you run out of your gold subscription i'm pretty sure still on playstation plus if you run out of the plus subscription you can't actually access those games Mm, that that's that's i mean you know i'm just gonna give this as my final thought i guess to the podcast and just not to run us even longer because we're gonna the push two hours but <laughs> playstation has been doing a fantastic job advertising the great benefits of having uh playstation plus and i say great very sarcastic because they've been showing like hey this month you're gonna get 96 dollars worth of games for free and it's like Oh, really? If I just walk right into the store with no PlayStation Plus account, I'll surely get this for free. Whoa, 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 wait there, you know, uh, little Timmy. Uh, You actually do have to own the thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. And how do I determine the value? Well, we we actually determine how much it's worth, actually. (laughs) I'm like, what's if it's uh, like half the price on, you know, a GameStop? Well, that's physical. This is digital, and it's worth a lot more because we decide that. Uh, Like... It's weird because they're basically like bragging about how much their coupons are worth uh, mm-hmm. for getting the, the ticket book. Oh, that's, it's a disaster. That, that, that's my gripe. Uh, this day in gaming, uh, we usually do this day in gaming. We had picked uh, Wednesday, which is May 12th to be the day. And I can tell you without any doubt in the mind that I could not find shit. Uh, and if you guys wish to find something, you're more than welcome to. The biggest thing I can jokingly say is SpongeBob, the Krusty Cookoff, came out on the iPhone and the Android in 2020. So happy first birthday to SpongeBob, Krusty Cookoff. 
the crustiest way to cook. Sponsored by Epic Games. <laughs> <laughs> you did, uh, Hockey, you did say there was one game a while ago. Uh, 1989 came out in Japan from the Nintendo Entertainment System, also known as the Famicom, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, making this yeah. game 22 years old since it had originally come out into this world. That's a that's an old-ass game. That, that's <laughs> See, anyone that caught my eye. There's at least a hundred different games on this whole thing, and honestly, you're not wrong. I didn't see anything else. Hopefully next week we'll get something a little bit more interesting. Unless you think uh, Heroes of New Worth uh, is something remarkable. It came out on all PC games in, uh, worldwide. Or, sorry, PC platforms, including Windows, Linux, and Macintosh, over in 2010. Happy 11th birthday to the Heroes of New Worth. Ugh. Other than that, though, I'm an old man. It's getting late. I'm getting long in the tooth. I'm running out of puns to beat Barbie. Or no, but, well. Oh, no. BV, where can we find you on the internet? Hit me with all that good stuff. The Twitter, the Twitch, the TikTok, the uh, OnlyFans, if you got it. Shh, not yet. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, I chose way too long of a username for most social media platforms, but uh, I am the Barbering Violinist on Twitch and my TikTok, but on uh, my Instagram and my Twitter, I have to be Barber Violin TTV is what I am. Uh, Had to shorten it a little bit for that, but yeah, hockey. For me, Instagram is just hockey TTV. Very dangerous username, I know. And for Twitter, it's just at Hawkey1151 because I couldn't have 115. Interesting. Did someone beat you to it? Someone steal that? I'm going to assume it might have been me making another account. (laughs) I I shouldn't laugh, but I. I did. What you I boozled myself. And you can find me over at Twitter at two times Tyler, all letters, one word. You can also check me out on twitch.tv forward slash two times Tyler. Once again, all letters, no numbers, one word. Uh, we all play our fair share of fun games. Uh, I mean, pretty much any game that we talked about in this fun ass uh, episode, we probably streamed at one point or another. Anyways, uh, you can also find us if you want to on Twitter at CMQ Network. Hopefully we can find somebody to get a uh, in, in, like one of those uh, air pumps to try to inflate that sucker back up to life. Because currently it's like sitting limping on the ground or whatnot. Uh, or we can buy one of those fans. What were they called? The the like the whippy wavy crazy Dave. Uh, the car salesman <laughs> things that swing around like madmen. Halloween costume this year. Wacky, <laughs> wacky wavy table tube man. Yeah, that one. We could totally use one of them. Uh, but yeah, over at, C- at CMQ Network. You can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. I checked for the first time in six months. No one has ever used it. That's okay. We're going to keep up the trend of it never being used. If you break that trend, I will curse you. And provided it's actually legal to speak out loud in the podcast, respond to you. You can also check us out at uh, over on Facebook. It's also dead in the ground. We'll need a necromancer to bring that sucker to life. So just stick with Twitter. And if you want to check us out, we do have a Discord. Just go over to the CMQ Network over on Twitter, not Facebook. Like I said, necromancer. And then you you can join us over on our discord where you can find a plethora of different interesting things to entertain you and as well as hopefully a gateway to lead you to a bunch of other cool people anyways that was hockey that was thomas this is tyler and that was episode 108 of casual master quest we'll see you guys next week and don't forget 
that never stop the grind. See you guys later. Au revoir. Bye. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.